1: actually supposed to gentle timid the way things are actually most of us tonight some point in the evening there will be a knock at the door it might be a gentle timid knock because the trick-or-treaters aren't entirely sure if this is the way things are actually supposed to go it might be their first time out and they're not sure what's going to meet them on the other side of that door that they've never been through before or it might be a loud and bold knock because a teenager has figured out that if they just dress up a little bit and feel silly for a little while, they get lots of free candy. Or it may be something in between, but whoever it is, whatever it is, however the knock comes, you're going to open the door. And there on your porch are going to be your witches and wizards and dinosaurs or superheroes and fairy princesses and soccer players. There will be people on your doorstep who have worked really hard on their costume and dreamed about it for months and gotten ready. There will be people who just looked in their closet to see what could maybe sort of look like a costume. There will be people on your doorstep this evening who have spent lots of money and people who have engaged their creative abilities to make something that didn't cost a dime. And whoever shows up, you're going to say, you look amazing. And you're going to give them candy that you bought with your own money, right out of your pocket. And you're going to hand them something really delicious. I hope you didn't give them, don't give them cheap candy, Get good candy. <laughs> don't give them, and don't get them like the little, like mini salad things. Don't, don't give them toothbrushes. You're going to give them good candy and you're going to tell them to have a great night. And you're going to love every moment of it. Because when you see those ghouls and goblins and fairy princesses and superheroes and soccer players and dinosaurs on your doorstep, you will see behind the masks and the costumes to the lovely, beautiful children that they are. And you will want them to have a great night. It's really no different. the other 364 days of the year. We wear costumes that we don't recognize as costume. We wear masks that we don't recognize as masks that aren't so obviously dressing up and pretending to be something else. But Halloween is an opportunity to extend grace and hospitality and welcome to whoever would show up, and it's no different the other 364 days of the year for those of us who seek to follow in the way of Jesus. You may not think that you wear a mask very often, but we all do. Except that our masks aren't the kind that we make out of paper mache or we buy at the store they are masks of identities and success and professions and roles that we play. And they are actual real things that we do and say. We really are moms and dads. We really are volunteers. We are really grandparents. We really are people who have been successful in life or people who struggled with their job. We are people who have done well for ourselves. We are people who have acted kindly. We are people, we are those things. But the fact that they are real doesn't make them any less a mask from who we truly are at our deepest sense of, center of ourself. Saul was a rotten, no good, bad guy. Saul, as This passage from Acts that uh, Sarah read for us this morning was still breathing threats and murder against anybody who professed to be a follower of Jesus and would have them arrested and carried bound to Jerusalem where they could be put on trial and, and put in prison or perhaps even lose their lives. Saul wasn't pretending to be a bad guy. He was doing bad stuff. And That is not who he was at the core of his being. That is not who he ultimately was in the eyes of God. And so he has this moment, this vision on the road to Damascus, where he encounters this brilliant light that knocks him to the ground. He hears the voice, he asks who it is, and the voice says, I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting. And that moment he begins to be transformed from Saul into the man who will eventually take the name Paul. But what happens in that moment is not that Paul quips, Saul quits pretending to be who he's been. He doesn't become a radically different person. He is revealed to be who he truly is as a beloved child of God. We talk a lot about people growing and changing but maybe you ought to think of it more as people shedding the layers to get to the core of who they are. To being a beloved child of God, worthy of God's love in every moment of our lives. We wear masks and costumes. We have layers of identity and roles that we play, things that we say and do about ourselves that we want others to see about us. But at our core, what we are are people who need to know God's love. And the irony, of course, is that so many times the masks and the costumes that we wear, that we layer upon ourselves, are attempts to impress other people so they might like us and say nice things about us and treat us well and maybe even love us. But there is nothing we need to do or say or wear or pretend to be or actually be in order to be loved by God. Strangers knock on our doors all the time, asking us for help, asking us for compassion, asking us for kindness asking us for a relationship asking us if they are worthy of being loved and our call as followers in the way of Jesus is to see past the masks that sometimes want us to make us want to keep others at arm's length to see past the costumes that sometimes keep us from acting with care and compassion to strangers and neighbors and even family. To see past the things that sometimes separate us one from another and to see each and every person we might encounter in our lives as who they truly are behind and underneath all of that stuff. That they are people made in the image of God. Part of our journey of life, part of our spiritual journey in this life, is to strip away the layers that we wear so that we can recognize our own belovedness, and so that in becoming more aware of our own belovedness, we can be more loving with others. It is Obviously true, and a thing that we need to remind ourselves over and over and over again, that the people who are best able to love others are the ones who are most filled with the love that they receive from others. People who are beloved are people who are loving to others. People who recognize their belovedness in the presence of God are more able to give that love to others. We buy a stupid lot of candy every year. Like way more, like we have 10, 12, maybe 15 kids in the neighborhood come by, but we buy candy like it is every child in Hillsboro are gonna stop at our doorstep. And it is so much fun when the kids come by to like start handing out two or three or four things. And they go, Oh. But I have to tell you that there are times when, as the bowl starts to get a little emptier, I think to myself, Well, wait a minute. If I give you three snack-sized, size Snickers... By the way, fun size should be the bigger sizes, not the smaller sizes. It's more... It is way more fun when it's more candy, not less. That's the stupidest thing candy people have ever done. It's a scam, don't fall for it. But if I think I'm gonna hand out Snickers to this little kid in his costume, and there might not be any for me, I can get stingy and then the second or third or fourth or the fifth time the group of kids comes, I'll sometimes, instead of three pieces, they might get two. Or one, if it's getting late in the evening. And if it's a teenager who's barely even trying, you get, you get this leftover coconut thing that was probably in the bucket from last year. But it never happens that way. I've never run out of candy. No matter how much I give away at the end of the night, there's always some left in the bowl for me. And then, now that I have a kid, she brings candy into the house. <laughs> and there is more than any of us can We, every year, have thrown away candy because it's gotten so old up on the shelf that we've forgotten about it. We have never run out of candy. And even if we did, there's stores everywhere in this town we could buy more candy. We will never run out of love. When we recognize that the source of love in our lives is not trying to impress others or pretend to be something we're not or to accomplish something so that we can be appreciated, the more we recognize that we are loved because God loves us, the more we can give away love to our neighbors and strangers and friends. People are knocking on our doors all the time asking to be cared for, asking to be loved, asking if they are worthy of love. And the most profound privilege of our lives is to share God's love with them because it will never run out. Brothers and sisters, whatever masks you wear, whatever costumes you wear, there are people knocking at your door asking you if they are worthy of love and you get to say yes. And in saying yes to others, we also remember and recognize and hear again that we are worthy of love. You are worthy of love. Somebody is knocking at your door, brothers and sisters. And what they want you to hear is how beloved you are and that my friends is the good news thanks be to god
0: amen thank you for listening to the message from hillsborough united methodist church our senior pastor is clay andrew our pastor for las naciones hispanic ministries is jorge rodriguez our media ministers are kevin proctor janica stewart perry Hume, al dietrich Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m. on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroumc.org. Thank you.